0: Hello friends (laughs) I'm back here to bring you uh, what will be the last episode of this dissident and challenging and trying year Um, and I'm glad uh, this episode features who it does because uh, we just click on so many levels. Um, and it's someone that I admire as a artist, you know, as a complete legend in sort of my perspective of the arts and some of the things that I'm into. Um, yeah, it was just really great to have Mio here and speak about just some of the things that uh, really uh, aided us throughout this year uh, one of which was our collaborative effort on a single off of her next project um we collaborated on a video um we talk about that um and it's just so overall just uh, i think insightful conversation um but uh, yeah with that said you know uh, this will be the final episode Um, And uh, it's a final episode to cap off a really defining year in my lifetime um, that was just strapped with a lot of obstacles. um, And it really shook up uh, the sort of... uh, illusion of a cocoon um, that we sort of fall into in a sort of kind of sophisticated society, you know, a resourceful or an abundant society. Uh, but yeah, I'll keep this short because it's already a long episode <laughs> as is. I, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's mijo. It's <laughs> And she's like a total legend, so I just had to pick her brains a bit. But, um, yeah, what'll follow after this is uh, the audio essay for this episode, uh, which primarily focuses on the sort of decaying and ongoing decaying of the artists in our society. And I hope it could be uh, the first installment of a series series uh, of audio essays that will essentially uh, help me put into word uh, some of the things that I've observed and some of the things that I've uh, researched about and and, and and have read about um, as it pertains to the decaying of the artist into concise word and, uh, you know, saliable messages and whatnot. But, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, definitely have have spent a lot of time really just reading um, some of the things that we've <laughs> forgotten um, to really, like, learn about currently what we're up against. But uh, I'll leave it there and toss it to the audio essay. And then after, Mio. Peace. Audio Essay 002, where have all the great artists have gone? In my previous audio essay, I spoke briefly about an experimental art show I had the pleasure of curating in 2016. At the time, unbeknownst to me, I was kickstarting an internal interrogation of the emerging standards and as a result, incentive structures that now four years later seem to plague the creative and expressional space especially spaces as such under the auspices of the progressive ideological industrial complex. It was concerning to me then, and is concerning to me now, the growing subordination of aspects within art and expression to a radical amalgamation of dogma and commodified activism, causing specifically the subject matter in which art is formed to become increasingly uniform, unimaginative, and mired in this endless feedback loop of remix after remix of greatness past. With the emergence of a centralized internet, let's call it internet 2.0, post-housing crash, or better known as the Great Recession, art and the expressional rules of engagement were increasingly being cornered into a standardized conceptual pursuit in narcissistic presentation, examination, and experimentation, resulting in the American humanities being compressed into party-approved conveyances where art, literature, poetics, and the like are appropriated as proxies for social engineering at the behest of ideology. In other words, the rise of propagandist art on the grand stage of Internet 2.0, the sharing-like platforms otherwise known as social media. Do humanities have undergone a horizontal capture in the last decade by a new hegemonic hive mind that feigns desires of transgressing and usurping that of which was traditional, citing marginalization of and limited access to minority groups by way of standards that have failed to take into account other ways of knowing and being, more aptly conveyed within culture as inclusion, but both equally rigid and prescribed standards by which it values and derives what is good art, what is interesting. On a fundamental level, this phenomenon was precisely what this is not a safe space sought to rage against. This conceptual obsession with the facile parts of self and existence spurned on by this parasitic ideological growth on expression, the place where art emerges, has hobbled this era of art in this ever-consuming sea of materialism, hollowed out, bereft of any conveyance that seeks to ascertain that of which is universal, transcendent, or true, devoid of any real pursuit of of an aesthetic ideal. What's left are these ostensibly indelible observations and conceptual conveyances of reality, but are really politicized wretches of subordinated messages, narrow in their observation of beings' most compelling questions and segmented off from the sublime. Progressive contemporary art, as in art f- created for the consumption of The culturally sophisticated, the cultural middle to high class is plagued with artists producing art as a proxy for their politics, their pathologies, and their disjointed inner turmoil with the veneer of intellectualism that is actually Newspeak presented with an air of artistic pedantry that is actually dogma, and entirely removed from any thought of integrity within a cult of more, a cult of me. It is my hope to engage in a series of these audio essays focused on the artist's wider societal change under the weight of corrosive hyper-commodification of daily life and interactions, otherwise known as late-stage capitalism, and the increasing centralization of the internet and the gallery landscape into monopolies that are increasingly wreaking havoc on the middle, are increasingly unfriendly to the subversive in favor of what already has been deemed to work, causing stagnation and uniformity, and are depleting the pool of young artists, as conformity to whatever neoliberal moral mythos ruling the day is prominently incentivized under constant threat of cannibalization by entities with means and hoarded resources. <laughs> starting to record starting yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys um got a real special episode for you guys um off the heels off the return episode um yeah, it's, i i was just talking to my friend uh who I'll introduce in a second about just the freedom, uh, this, this space j- just offers in engaging in this sort of thing. As far as like conversations go, um, it's just nice to have your own space. And I'm feeling really nice. And this is going to be an awesome a- episode. Um, you know, I've this is I've been wanting to have this conversation for a really long time. Um, And and this friend has particularly, has helped me uh, a lot during lockdown in finding my kind of expressional voice and uh, finding uh, my transcendence again, you know? So yeah, with all of that preamble aside, without further ado, guys, I got the the legend the just awesome Ooh. just being the transcendent you know the alluring being that is Miho. I'm so glad you're here Miho.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> this is my Christmas present. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, from you. Oh, thank you. This is fantastic. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm so glad uh, you're here. It's kind of like surreal. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, man. Um, When I first, like I was telling you before we started recording, when I first began mm. doing podcasts, mm. I had yeah. you on a short list of people I wanted to uh, speak with, oh. you know, and talk to about the times, yeah. you know, and uh, art in the current times, mm. creativity um processes and whatnot. Um you've just engaged in so much creatively throughout your like career mm-hmm. and done so in like really awesome and avant garde ways, you know. And thank you. I always wanted to just talk with you and like uh pick your mind about things. Mm-hmm. Um but then the pandemic happened and all of that stuff. But that like kinda brought us like closer and whatnot especially during the summer yeah you know and we actually uh got the chance to like collaborate on a project yes
1: yeah <laughs> oh my god that was like huge yeah gift from
0: universe yeah 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 i i think so too definitely uh better than what I initially had planned yeah. with, like just speaking <laughs> to you <laughs> in a podcast um got to actually like work with you and like more importantly we we like fought mm. with each other mm-hmm. uh, very deeply about aesthetics and uh you know ethics as well yeah um you know a lot of things about artist integrity and you know But most of all, we really uh, kind of linked with each other on the concept of transcendence. Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah, this, our, our, like, kind of emerging relationship this year is, like, 25, 50 times better than what I, like, initially wanted to do Mm. which was just talk (laughs) you know but like i feel like now the talk will be Mm. a lot more full yeah you know a lot more uh fruitful in a sense you know um but i guess i guess you know we could start off with uh just letting people know Mm. uh who exactly you are Mm. um in the grand scheme of things and you know um your place i i personally believe in just sort of the kind of you know like panels of great art you know coming from japan Mm. you know being a japanese artist but also being an american artist and Mm -hmm. whatnot and the impacts you've done you know and the work that you've created uh i don't i don't think i could uh succinctly put it in like words Mm. um and i think it's like best conveyed uh by the artist you know so uh can you start off a little bit (laughs) with uh like your earlier career yeah you know um yeah back in like you know not necessarily when you were just starting out, but when you were just getting your stride and started like really mm. building a presence within mm. the industry in your career and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm, um, I think the, I think I created this, or like I would say I found this identity when I was in high school, I think. So that was everything, and uh, I just kept that in my pocket always, you know, so carrying out, but anyway, so yeah, I came here from Tokyo, Tokyo. yep, and uh, at the time, I I really couldn't speak that much English, but... uh, I knew so many band names, you know, or like project names, like, you know, all different kinds of music. So I just dropped, you know, some like names and like, you know, they, that's how I made many amazing friends. And that was kind of like language almost, you know, for communication. Like a music it was, mm-hmm. so that how I started my new identity in America. So that's the reason I think music and also art as well is very crucial element in my life. And it's not really changing that much, you know. Like you know, I met you because of this vibration. You know what I mean. So. I personally feel like I have very good instinct to find people yeah. <laughs> like in no. you like, you oh, you know, we have some kind of yeah. like we came from the same planet and like boom. Mm. And like usually my instinct yeah. was always right. But anyway, so but more in the other side, like I built my career as a musician. And I started the band called Chibomato in nineties, and since then I yeah I guess music is my profession. Uh, luckily I met so many amazing, amazing artists like uh, you know Beastie Boys of course, and uh, avant avant garde artists like I would say John Zone yes. and like, yes. um, and. Uh, I don't know why, but I ended up to do some like um, singing gorilla songs, mm. and like that was my basically, uh, I guess, career path. Yeah. But uh, but also same time I did some like project with Smokey Homel with the Brazilian music uh, influence band and because I just love music. That's all about it. If I want to learn, I just need to do it. So that was my attitude. And so my path is pretty much all over, I would say, But, but core heart, I think like center is not changing from that one I previously expressed like Miho from high school, <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> pretty yeah. much
0: right?
1: that, base. that that basically like you know fundamental like yeah transcendent like identity is it's always same
0: that essence, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, that is connecting to something you know we've been talking about like yeah, I think that identity also like the placement or mm, consciousness we want to be. I think that's, uh, to me, it's very important where we are looking at.
0: Yes, I I totally agree. Um, and there, uh, you know, um, okay, so first off, I want to start with, uh, mm. uh, uh, like, you know the gorillas and you know your collaborations with the beastie boys and stuff like that on on gorillas you were noodle and you know beastie boys you sort of embodied a different kind of uh persona same for uh, uh ch- how do you say Mato uh ch- chiba ch- chibo Mato. you know and you know, all of these kind of uh kind of experimental, performative endeavors, you know, f- for me, for me was just always kind of cool about you. You know, you were somebody that, um, in a case of identity, since we're having a conversation about that and how it's interwoven in your work, um, in a case of identity, you were able to sort of embody these, various personas, you know, and I, mm. I've always found, like, interest in that as someone who uh, consistently tries to obscure their identity through mm. various pseudonyms and various recreations of these kind of archetypes in my mind mm. and whatnot, mm. um, and that, and that for me, that I, that's what i've always found particularly transcendent about you wow you know you, thank d- you j- if it's just the uh, the type of music you do is is it's very forward and it's very ambitious as well and i think it takes a, f- a fearless individual to n- not only have the capability to embody uh these various kind of personas and tell t- different stories through them Mm. but also to pursue this type of transcendent music you know and these transcendent creations Mm. you know so speaking to just identity and uh, the kind of uh place we're at uh fundamentally as far as the public discourse goes Mm. on identity and kind of juxtaposing that to sort of, you know, your sort of engagement with identity um, is th- there's a there's a discrepancy there, and um, this is it, it, this is part of like why I wanted to have this conversation with you, um, because I think it's re- it's imperative to um, have the voices of artists who sort of understand the kind of uh complexities of identity Mm, but mm -hmm. in relation to being in the human condition yeah so uh with all of that said you do have a great inner compass um because of that I think I think because of that proclivity to uh kind of Um, be able to embody these Mm. different kind of perspectives because that's Mm. what identities are in some aspects you know what I mean stories experiences and whatnot I think that gives you a good compass you know a good vibrational compass as you put it earlier um, that attracts you or attracts others to you you know and I think that's evident in your career and the type of work you've Mm. you've made you know and uh i really it's for me for the identity thing Mm. um i see it having a strange Mm. relation Mm. with art Mm -hmm. and um i really i really want to hear as articulated by you uh your kind of concept of identity and how that plays a role in to your work because to me you're you're much more than just a musician at this like point you know i kind of th- think of you as this kind of performative mm. artist you know mm-hmm. i think back to the brooklyn museum performance you did with austin and that was more than music oh thank yeah, you yeah that was that was more than music and uh, Austin is always transcendent in yeah. his drumming. Yeah. You know, he was having an out of body experience. You were having an out of body experience. The vocals were just taking everybody there yeah. to another place. Um, the dude on bass was just gone. He was the bass. Mm. He was no longer a form. He, yeah, he was the bass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for me, uh, yeah, I think you I think you do much more that, than just music and I'm really interested in hearing your like like your conception of identity and how that essentially kind of is mm-hmm. conveyed through the work you do.
1: Yes. Um I I came here originally because I wanted to do art, mm-hmm. not music actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, my but at the same time, uh, yeah, I started music career, so I went to more like music in you no know, mm, world. But uh the first band of mine, Chipomato, was actually conceptual. It was about like l- 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 food and love. Mm. So that's the reason like our album title is all about food. It was just a metaphor. Oh. And because, you know, I, I met my uh, partner back in time, like you know, Jibomato Yuka, uh, in New York. But both of we were Japanese. And uh, what's the basically, like, common thing between us? Mm.
2: You
1: know, we came from, you know, different places. I don't know about her well yet. And that's something I, I have to think about. It's just, like, you know, being Japanese and, like, um, Being New York, you know what can we do right here, and so that was the basically concept. Let's do about like food and love, because Japanese culture, you know, we don't express love that much. We don't say "I love you" in between, you know, loved one, but we kind of have different way to uh, express. Uh, gratitude mm. which is food.
2: Mm. So
1: that's the reason I wanted to use that uh, food as a metaphor to in you know, as a vehicle to express about love and that somehow hit to the you know New York people's heart somehow I think it's like, it was really amazing you know I, I felt like wow, people got it. the idea, you know. People started to came to ca- come to our show little by little, and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, we, you know, we signed with the Warner Brothers, and blah blah blah. Like, you know, it's like it was just crazy, Whoa. crazy.
0: I'm interested in that. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah, Let's- so
1: that's that's a starting point. So I started from everything from concept. Mm. So that. To me, I had a lot of struggle, actually, as a musician, because I didn't want to be a musician, really, or a singer, really. I just wanted to have concept.
0: Yeah. That's it. You are a conceptual artist. <laughs>
1: yeah. So hmm. that was my struggle.
0: Yeah. Then
1: I have to study music later, after starting my career.
0: You know that's that's something we gotta we gotta talk about too, is uh, typecast. Is getting typecast into something, you, you know. Initially, this is this is what you wanted to do. You had it. You had other intentions, mm-hmm. you know, and you had other aspirations, but you sort of get typecast. You know, you kind of you kind of get, you know, or often something hits that you weren't expecting yeah you know but
1: totally serendipity but yes. and but I got the opportunity and I didn't have time I had the limit of money you mm. know I'm just a, you know like like foreigner you know came here no family and you know my family is not like you know rich super yeah, yeah. rich or anything yeah. like that so like my dad told me you have this much money you know i can support them this much but after that i have no money you need to figure it out what yourself
2: oh man so
1: that's the you know immigrant what like situation <laughs> in a way that's- so I was like, holy shit i need to got to do something yeah. so um yeah but i was not thinking too much i just do it where i was my, I guess, soul, you know, vibrate. Mm. And um, so I took this opportunity to continue to do music. That's the reason I, let's say, I, I did some of the collaboration as many as I can, as I can, and also like study. I thought Brazilian music is some kind of like amazing form, we can learn uh, because it's to me it's a combination of like kind of like classical music but same time like like african rhythm mm. so sophisticated but same time is so primitive so that's the reason i choose brazilian music to learn for a while like okay let's do band and i ask smoky you know let's do this and like Luckily, you know, amazing smoky Homer guitarist, um, yeah, he we started to do this band together, and I learned so much because they got all best musicians, you know I can think of basically like when when we want to learn something, we just need to play with amazing people, and you learn so much from it. Maura Fosco from Brazil, and he's playing, you know, like a real, real shit, real rhythm. So that's the reason I, I learned rhythm. And um, uh, of course, like you know, on the street, you know, like that's the reason I'm here, because I want to learn the street vibe, yeah, you know, yeah. of New York City, like all yeah. rap and hip hop you know, everything I choose New York because I didn't choose London because I felt it, I felt New York is such a special place yeah. close to Caribbean you know a lot of people from yeah Caribbean yeah. and like it's different you know London is more about you know close to Africa so has that that mm. you know vibration yeah, yeah. Mm. but it's it's different, you know. So they, they made me think about what's the connection of Latin America, you know, Brazil, or Brazil and Caribbean influences to New York. You know, Boogaloo, for example, you know what I mean? Like or, uh, Cuban you know, music. That's some element that shines in the uh, East Coast, I would say, in the United States. So those uh really you know the deep talk about music you know but the, everything influences to us like right? if we are living in on this land so then uh, yeah after this Brazilian music uh, yeah I was listening a lot of you know of course like you know dancehall and the reggae and I started to go more in Caribbean and uh, that was it that's it I was like whoa what is this place? And I started to go to Caribbean, probably once or twice in a year. And I start to, I don't know what it is. But maybe it's some kind of like a past life thing. I felt very strong connection with the ocean right there. And the culture, I started to, I started to learn about like, um, yeah, history over there, and I met this thinker and writer, Edward Guisan. You know, he's basically—I don't know how to express about him—but he's just a—he doesn't say philosopher, which is so interesting. He's a thinker.
0: Thinker, theorist.
1: Yeah, totally. Awesome. And you know, he General. is from Martinique, and he went to Paris.
0: My but distant cousin.
1: It, totally, He's a distant you know? cousin. You know. Distant
0: relative. Um yeah, no. <sighs>
1: so he got influenced a lot. Yeah. His writing, his book was something I felt, wow. It everything in my head, it was kind of like unorganized. And Somehow, like, he was able to put it in the in words. And his book is not easy to read, I would say. But if you understand what he's talking about, it's, it's almost, it's very theoretical, but at the same time, so spiritual, too, <laughs> actually. It's
0: very, sp- it's very spiritual. Yeah. It's very spiritual. Um
1: so that's the direction I'm having now that um, it's about, yeah, Good Sound is about identity. And Whoa. I found that my place finally here. here. Oh, wow. What I want to do is identity, identity issue. But uh, using, you know, yeah. still using music and yeah. also like an you know, art and, you know, multimedia medium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I- i like i love that that was that was really interesting and as you were as you were running through it i was just uh really juxtaposing it Mm. to my experience as well and particularly for me your conception of identity is very universal and that's one thing i really uh took away from just that that kind of uh illustration of your path, it's very universal based and you seem to be equipped with these universal languages, um mm-hmm. uh, one of which is music uh the other is food that you spoke about um and i just I just really think just putting it up against how I came up, I just find it so interesting, this proclivity in you to sort of um, kind of step out of what would be considered comfortable mm. um, in pursuit of these commonly held kind of desires, mm. you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a firm believer in you gravitate towards uh, energy you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of conceptual upbringing in a (laughs) sense you know um it's it's really it's really beautiful to me especially in a time where uh identity is being discussed in such a kind of narrow and you know kind of uh zero sum in black and white Mm. kind of way Mm. um and it was it was rich in the sense of just the various places you went to uncover transcendence you know and ways of conveying transcendence through ultimately your art and one of those influences uh that you spoke about was the Caribbean and um, this kind of like uh, diaspora mm. that kind of extends to the east coast of the United States mm-hmm. um, you know particularly New York which has a very rich Caribbean scene West Indy scene yeah um, and I'm from I'm from Haiti yeah and it's it's really it's just it's just awesome because you're japanese Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i know (laughs) i know people listening are like oh yeah like but for me that's particularly what's interesting and especially Mm -hmm. interesting right uh, about our friendship yeah especially as artists yeah um you know you being this musician who uh was sort of kind of molded Mm. by, you know, the black legacy on this planet, you know, Mm. the African legacy Mm. on this planet from the Brazil rhythms, Mm -hmm. you know, out to the Caribbean vibe and vibrations that, you know, you toss in there Um, coming all the way over here, you know, to America, to New York, where all of that exists, Mm. but it has this, this, infusion Mm. you know that makes it new york that makes it what people you know come to you know um and you have all of this you know against the backdrop of being japanese which is your foundation Mm. and it it created this really interesting communicator
1: you know that's so amazing. You said that because the reason I was really having strong feeling about Caribbean is um, Caribbean is actually so I would say it's a different kind of mm, cosmopolitan. <laughs> In a way, way because different. you know, way different. you know. Very different. Um, okay, so I went to a tiny, tiny island called Saba in Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's a Dutch Caribbean. Only like under twelve thousand people living there. You mm-hmm. know, in you know, one small island. And okay, so this some I think Ma- Malaysian people are running supermarket, right? And without that supermarket, I don't. We nobody can buy food over there. So in a, such a small community, you know, like some Asian somehow in Caribbean is having that you know very important um, work over there.
0: Yes. Yeah. And
1: I like understand. of course you know all like you know. Say about local people also like i guess you know more like um european you know um decent people and so it's like what i found was like wow like my image of caribbean was like very different so i learned in a way more um with my like realistic like you know embodiment experiences um, from the real experience Mm -hmm. and uh, that was kind of um, eye-opening and I realized like actually how deep the culture is over there people don't know but a lot of traffic and actually the rhythm for example like west indies some rhythm is like indian tabla for mm, example mm. why we call it west indies you know for example um there's a lot of like people from india in you know guadeloupe for example mm, you know mm. tamil people
0: mm-hmm. Tobago, and all that.
1: Totally. To. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's so, that's to me so musical. It is. It is. It
0: is. It, it's, why?
1: Because it's such a small island mm-hmm. and so far away from everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's something. Yeah. That's something.
0: Yeah. Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the Caribbean culture and infrastructure, uh, you mean something. Yeah. you know you matter you're like important it's you know. pretty um, deep
1: yeah deep spot yeah on it, the it earth is. I think
0: yeah it is and I, I I agree with that assessment that it is music I think by definition it uh, it is music you know that kind of just just what the Caribbean is and it's history yeah uh, the resilience the endurance you yeah. know to stand the test of uh, pretty much everything you know I think that's like the epitome of transcendent you know especially like art music what have you you know it stands a test of time you Totally. Know? um and that's that's definitely a component of the Caribbean legacy yeah you know and
1: I think nobody really explained about that what's the identity of Caribbeans yeah and the you know, again, like sound Express about yeah. it, like you know, on on a spot, yeah, and which is very complicated because it's so unique. Uh, but I think I don't know what I found was amazingly was like that's connecting to actually my country. Japan is too. Because yeah. it is like, uh, we are islands as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a mixture of many elements. And that, that become very complicated culture and the language as well. So, I guess that's the reason I felt some kind of... Um, Connection? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, san was expressing the thing called rhizome, which is the root, you know so i think i hit to that root and uh that vibrated me a lot
0: yeah yeah which is uh and uh, the the common theme um in just you in in this entire story is just your ability to find what's shared mm-hmm. you know to really ascertain and you uh particularly what about these various cultures you know uh what about it is shared what what's that thing that's really resonating resonating with you like like you said uh what gilson said down to the root Mm. you know um i think you have a strong ability to ascertain that and you have a a really kind of honest and, you know, kind of tender Mm. conception of identity in comparison to the conceptions that I come across, Mm. especially within um, the art world and the like. Um, You know, for me, I'm Caribbean. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm Haitian. My dad is from St. Mark, and my mom is from Okap. Um, generally, my family is now in Porto Points. Um, and I've been heavily influenced by uh, not only Haitian culture, but West Indy culture mm-hmm. as constructed and created within New York City. Yeah. Uh, because that's a huge component yeah. of New York City. Um, currently, now I live in Little Haiti in Brooklyn, which is. Uh, often mistaken for Ditmas Park don't call Little Haiti Ditmas Park all right don't call it that um but yeah Mm. you know um and I grew up Mm. there uh what is otherwise known as the greater Flatbush area Mm. and uh, yeah I'm I'm West Indies down to my core (laughs) you know I grew up going to backyard jams, you know what I'm saying, dances, you know what I mean, like all of my homies were Jamaican, Trinidad or Haitian, you know what I mean, like it, I came up in schools where it was predominantly West Indies, because I went to school in Brooklyn, Mm. Uh, up until I got to Murrow, yeah, my, my entire schooling was predominantly West Indies, and I've been so enmeshed in that culture Mm -hmm. in the sort of like uh like background Mm -hmm. of my life and in the foreground i was sort of like engaging with that kind of new york culture Mm -hmm. you know that edge and that you know kind of downtown scene and fashion street culture yeah and the like and obviously art um so i there's so much i can resonate uh here with you um but for me what particularly uh makes this conversation so interesting is because whereas your your root is japanese Mm -hmm. and your kind of influence synthesis is the caribbeans and the greater Mm -hmm. african Mm -hmm. diaspora uh my root is you know Haiti mm-hmm. and the legacy of the slave revolts and Haitian revolution mm-hmm. of uh Louverture and you know the greater West Indian dio- uh, uh, diaspora is like my root. Yeah. You know, but I've also have this strong uh Japanese influence <laughs> uh, via, I know. A- yeah, <laughs> via anime. I know. <laughs> and that really that really uh raised me mm. in a way as well and really uh was what kind of mm. kick-started my creative side yeah you know um we talk about the concept of Aku. Yeah. uh and i was i was an american article i was like on my computer reading manga Mm. playing mmorpgs Mm -hmm. trying to program 2d games going on deviant art and all of this stuff you know going on anime forums you know making signatures and tags Mm -hmm. and whatnot being heavily influenced by anime Mm -hmm. and thereby japanese culture and sort of the values and the ethics kind of infused in the culture and it's it's just for me i think um creatively yeah i wouldn't be the person Mm -hmm. i am now if i didn't have that um i i was i was a kid who grew up on internet 1.0 you know, I had friends in Japan that I never, ever met.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: and I was like speaking to them and we were watching anime and it was just, it was just such formative Yeah. for me.
1: Universal, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we were like ripping 2D sp- like sprites from video games mm-hmm. and like um, we we're doing pixel art mm-hmm. and s- stuff like that. And really just being these kind of new creatures that were kids on the internet, but never met each other. Totally. And were just kind of pinned all over the world. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I want to share with you one thing made me, I've been thinking a lot these days. I mean, you know, this past, I was two years, and going to, that basically, that sort became my album. But, uh, for example, um, so Caribbean, basically, Caribbean, based, uh, because of the history, they have to re-create identity, right? Or like, crazy shit happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was that, um, I would say, some thought of like, mm, fate in the past. But but you guys create creoles from there. And I would say for Japan, we lost the war. So we lost identity too. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's, that's it's, to me it's the bottom line. Yeah, and, and we I, have I, to create. And that anime came after that, mm-hmm. the post war. Mm-hmm. And the energy was crazy, all like imagination and you know that it, to me that's connecting to the identity.
0: And I that's that's interesting because that has you know, uh, kind of parallels to the black American legacy. Because uh, we've had to form a sense of identity as well as um, coming here, we were kind of the only quote unquote immigrants Mm. who basically had our root cultural identity destroyed. Mm. And so um, we were tasked with you know, identity formation within a country where we were the minority. Yeah. Um, and one of the unique properties about the African-American legacy is this sort of cultural identity emergence that really began, I would say, post 50s um this sort of kind of uh dominance on pop culture Mm -hmm. and aesthetic pop culture as well um it's 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 really one of the more beautiful stories in human history i would wager you know uh because the resilience and the ingenuity Mm. displayed in the African American legacy Mm -hmm. is something to marvel at, you know? Um, And I really think these kind of cultures that have been sort of tasked with creating a new Mm. cultural identity by which their society could be held, yeah. Under repression, yeah. And this—it's—it's it, it's, it's horrible. But I think those conditions make for some beautiful emergence mm-hmm. to occur. Um, and there's there's always beauty and mm-hmm. struggle, mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is something that you can mine and synthesize out of historical reading or literal, re- uh, literary reading, but the more pressure you put on a cold, it's mm. the beautiful, the diamond, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it's, it's really something that all of us mm. as, um, you know, organisms of the planet yeah. could really resonate with. Yeah, you know?
1: like you know, you we talk about transcendent, and that's the reason I named my album um, between Isekai, Isekai means another or a par- par- world or parallel world, between Isekai and a slice of life because I feel like we kind of need to step up to the next stage you know and not talking about I would say borders we that made by human being but more about consciousness and that's the reason I named this title like yeah we were all past our life like we are controlled you know and also, Influenced by that, um, yeah, these ideas of country. But you know, like <sighs> for me, like you know, when I'm talking to you and creating something with you, I, I mean, nobody think about that. Yeah, you know no. what I mean. I'm talking,
0: well, that's feeling
1: of a woods. You know what I mean? Like not about.
0: But like that's but that's why I wanted to have that first kind of illustration that we just had because we really lived in parallel worlds. Yeah. And that's why we're such good friends. It's like sibling kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um because we we've truly come up in parallel worlds. And that's why the project mm-hmm. is is so important. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it adequately distills this message um particularly for me i've always the way i was raised mm-hmm. was on the sort of king doctrine mm-hmm. which is you treat an individual on their character mm-hmm. and not the superficial aspects of their selves mm-hmm. you know whether that be their gender their skin color yeah what have you um you measure an individual by what they do and what they stand on. And, um, I've come to realize in this polarized age Mm -hmm. that that's not widely held anymore in Mm -hmm. a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very tepid on that expression because, uh, it's an intuitive feeling. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. have any hard data to mm-hmm. like prove it, uh, but such is what I was raised on. And I don't know if I've been colored by my experience growing up and having such a rich influence mm-hmm. from my Caribbean roots. Mm-hmm. But also, have such a rich ethical, and imaginative shaping mm-hmm. from Japanese culture mm-hmm. um, but for me it's 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 imperative this message to go widely, you know because I want to see more friendships like ours, you know where mm-hmm. w- we sort of transcend mm-hmm. these forms, yeah. Uh, using creative process as a vehicle, yeah, um, as a communication tool, uh, because that's one of the great things about uh, you specifically. Um, earlier, I said you're equipped with these sort of various languages you know what i mean and and they're universal you know they could reach across the cultural barrier mm. and really move someone mm. um and i like that that's featured foremost mm. in your work you thank know, you this project is it couldn't come at a better time
1: totally mm. Oh my God, I'm feeling that too. You know? Yeah.
0: We've talked a lot. Yeah. We've had a lot of private conversations about the time.
2: hmm
0: And just trying to figure out what to do, what can we offer? And, you know, for me, you know, I really, I really, okay, so you have you have this project right now and we just had this pandemic uh this lockdown this year mm. <laughs> <laughs> this whole entire year basically God. God. um and you have this project like can you r- just really f- f- for me uh kind of convey the place, you know, y- you were at in creating this mm. within all of this, mm-hmm. within New York, especially like we went through the pandemic here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm I'm really interested in uh, people hearing your process through this all, because uh, while it was extremely challenging emotionally um experientially mm. uh, within space as well yeah i experienced a great deal of creative growth yeah. this year yeah and a lot of self actualization yeah and i i i i want to i want the I want whoever is listening, you know, to hear your story of transcendence within the lockdown, because I don't know what people are dealing with. Mm. Um, I don't know how they got through the lockdown. Yeah. Um, But I hope for the best. And I. The main reason why I had you come on is because I witnessed a bit of that transcendence. And it really helped me open my vision Mm -hmm. to my situation Mm -hmm. and how my perspective was on my situation. And, you know, long story short, you helped me transcend. So I would like you to help whoever else is listening by telling us you know your lockdown process story to transcend to you know
1: yeah it's it I got very confused but at the same time my uh from just my personal experience um It was very helpful, actually, to learn about past, I would say. Mm. I made one playlist, actually, of, uh, I would say, like, New York City, thinking about especially because of my, my curiosity is always kind of like, uh, yeah, um, pre post-war time, for example, like art and music and how we know we are here, let's say. And I was focusing on to learn a little bit more about around like 60, 65 to 72, I would say and that was the very important time for American history as well, culturally. You know, psychedelic, you know, was huge. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, all, like, Timothy Leary, and, like, all, you know, something changed, right? A lot of things. So, including that time, you know? So, made me think about... Actually, I tried to put my... Hmm. myself in that time almost like a time travel by music I try to do it a lot and then rethink about basically like you know from then you know yeah around like 70 to right now I would say it's like in a half century right and where we are right now so I think it's very important to actually Be objective. I think that was the process. What I took a lot, being objective, to learn, and that that of course I learned that from actually Gurisond. So uh, then able to see some sort of like yeah, we always need to get out from ourselves. I guess that's very important thing. It is without it, I think it's very become more self-centered ideas and that is, I don't consider that's not what I really want yeah. for my uh, creation. I want to have something, yeah, transcendent, that's connecting there, right mm-hmm. there, basically. Something yeah. not about like myself, but the something more communicative issue, with someone, maybe because of that's how I mm, express about humanity, and like, you know, what is humanity? I guess that's what's definitely, you know, everybody's thoughts about 2020, right? Uh, we were facing to life and death, also identity issue, and this is really, um it's a hard time, but it's an amazing opportunity. We are actually um, right here, and it's such an important time. And every person, each of us, has actually has a very important role to have the progress, I think. So yeah, I, I do feel like grateful, really. To be here and like, you know, having this podcast with you, like, seriously, it's like, you know, whoa, you know. Like, here's some people, like, really, like, who understand my, this imaginary place of placement called between.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Between. Between.
1: Between. That's the placement I want to be. Mm. It's basically society is not um can touch me. That's my own identity place. The alien island. freak. That's the island basically. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but within and okay, so outside of just the philosophical mm. underpinnings of you know, in between or this idea of nuance or this idea of transcendence. This idea of, of you know, not looking at the world in black and white, but in colors, you know, outside of that kind of philosophical uh, mulling, you know, uh, just between hmm. society, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It's so
2: tough. Balance yeah.
0: is, is, it's fucking hard. is seemingly something <laughs> we have trouble with. Oh, yeah. Um, and within aesthetics the ambiguous the sort of amorphic is always beautiful Mm. because it speaks to both ends Mm. and it so beautifully encapsulates it Mm. all and i think that's such the kind of synthesis of the artist Mm. of a great artist you know a, a a communicative artist uh this in between it has so many levels mm-hmm. and it's on its face simple you know yeah. it it seems simple we say it between yeah but but it's
1: so complicated it's expansive it's, it's expansive
0: you know um but it's I think it's a core ethic Mm. that you need in your toolkit if you're of the desire Mm -hmm. to reach across yeah you know this idea of reaching across in what was an increasingly globalist world Mm -hmm. uh pre-pandemic um you need that yeah you need that And, you know, speaking to globalism, Mm -hmm. you know, um, one of, one of your other things, uh, that is kind of, uh, an awesome commentary Mm -hmm. on the times is the distinction between globalism and globality. Mm -hmm. Um, can you give a little literation of what what that distinction actually is. I
1: think globalization, I think um I I feel like um I used to like the word of Glocal uh, Glocal, <laughs> Glo- <laughs> you know, so like a funny. Basically, glo- to me, globality is global.
2: global.
1: You got it. You got global. it. The feeling. Basically, that's like, I don't know. I mean, it's um, uh, hard to describe. It is definitely more like a vibe thing to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I'm not like um, socialism. You know, doc doctor or anything like that. So yeah. it's like you know, uh, I'm just talking by myself. But mm-hmm. that's how I see. I put it. Yeah, mm. okay. So, yeah, globalization, what's, you know, being, happening so deeply, but isn't it really helping us, you know? That's what I feel. I mean, it's so great, like, now we can uh, know, you know, small details, and like, yeah, a lot of, like, imports, export things happening. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But that's in the more, to me, kind of like a material things. Right? But I think it's like, I feel like what we are missing is that what humanity thinks, right? Oh my
0: God, that was... That's
1: the globality to me.
0: I, I see it. I see it and I could uh this and this is this is exactly why cuz so much of these themes uh is what I've been researching and thinking very deeply about for the past 4 years um but this idea this idea of globalization and it's negatives and it's hyper materiality Mm -hmm. you know um, I think is a very astute observation and it's one I see too and it creates this kind of subsequent obsession materially within our culture Mm -hmm. and other cultural uh, other cultures uh excuse me other cultures abroad um and it, this idea of globality it seems you have kind of firmly couched in a concept of spirituality mm. you know some mode mm-hmm. of, of of an essence mm-hmm. something more than the material existence um and i think this is interesting yeah. because mio mio this is what mm. i think we're struggling with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know this is what i think we're we're caught up in is this uh spiritual malnutrition and it's 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 killing us mm. it's really killing us Um you know, b- before we we went hot mics and went live, um, we were talking about you know how uh, you it, there's not much discourse on sort of the negatives of globalizations or like real keen critiques of it, mm-hmm. um, and juxtaposed to that, and I might get flack for this. There's not much discourse on the kind of positives of colonialism. Not to say colonialism wasn't bad in aspects, but there is some positives that came out of colonialism that were, in my opinion, were mishandled and kind of... Evolved into globalization. What we have is globalization and this kind of material arms race.
1: Yeah, colonization is the beginning of globalization. Mm. So yeah, um, I think that's a definitely like you know long history. And but if we don't start it somewhere to kind of be realized and be aware about that, understanding about that energy, I think it's like will be continue.
0: But you see, this is this is where I I think your music comes into play because, um, you know right after you understand the sort of spiritual uh malnutrition you have to come up with a prescription for it Mm. um and as a culture right now in america we're we're dealing with a lot and there seems to be a hollowing that's been going on for a very long time and I'm not necessarily sure what's necessarily needed, but I do know on a fundamental level, the spiritual kind of uh, cross posed against the material is one of the biggest struggles we have as a culture. And for me here, being here in New York, you know, and, and And really feeling what this year mm-hmm. has has wrought in a, in a in a way um yeah, I had to really think, yeah, you know, I
1: think like sometimes um I'm just chicken it's it's own mm-hmm. cool um sometimes human being you know we have a tendency like. Till we have some kind of a hard time, we we don't learn, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, this time in yeah 2020, everybody has have to some kind of like you know have struggle, right? We have to face it. I guess some actually. Some people are not feeling anything. <laughs> some people are numb. I have to say, yeah. but you know, uh, if it's like you know, as a r- I guess you know, more normal mentality, people must have s- feel some struggle, right? So this is actually in a way like a, almost like a zero point. The world become a kind of like a zero point. It, this is fast time to like everywhere in the world was affected by this virus. So, um, because in our past, for example, like, yes, America dropped the bomb in Japan, but, you know, people in uh, uh, maybe Guadeloupe they don't feel anything. <laughs> you know, of course, it's so far away. You know, the the world will um, happened, but uh, it was not really affecting to the, you know, um, Somewhere in a fizzy, for example, yeah. so but the, this one, this virus is different. It's like a one time like one you know like spread it everywhere, so that's something so you know um um mm, new I feel like encounter that human beings are facing too. So it is actually opportunity to rethink about um, and reconstruct about humanity now.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. I, 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 so th- that brings me to just the timing of your work then, you know, because it comes at this opportunity, at this kind of balancing point where, um, we're experiencing a great deal of vulnerability. and a lot of yeah. things have hollowed out, and there's a lot of space for uh, new creation. There's a lot of space for uh, new modes of being, uh, new ways of transcendence, and and new ways of sort of ascertaining the beyond. you know, um, I really think, especially being here in this place, uh, New York, this subculture that we're sort of a part of, um, with all of these awesome musicians Mm -hmm. that, uh, engage in these various kind of transcendent languages, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I'm thinking about like Austin, thinking about BC, you know, Kiki, you know what I'm saying, who, who also, uh, communicates through food you know, and uh, you know, Grave and like Malik and Vern, all of these people Mm. who kind of engage in these transcendent acts, you know, I think it's very important that they coalesce, you know, and they come together. And I'm glad that it has been happening and it's been happening for quite some time because it's just important to kind of endeavor in creating that of which will spiritually move people yeah um and not creating you know for this kind of hyper sense of material or productivity you know these sort of cults Mm -hmm. you know um i think that's the biggest change that uh I see the world is ready for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, especially Americans, I think we've had enough Mm. with the debilitating excess. Yeah, you know this kind of saturation of choice. You know, and all it really amounts to is an illusion. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. like uh, Genjutsu you know, Mm -hmm. like illusion, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it appears like we have this this abundance of accessibility to choice. Yeah. When we exceedingly, especially this year, uh, felt, feel exceedingly like constrained Mm -hmm. and more narrowed, you know. The American personality Mm -hmm over the past decade uh it it, it's just experiencing this very weird compression Mm. into superficiality Mm -hmm. and hyper consumption hyper indulgence um there's no real new mode Mm. of ascertaining the great beyond, you know?
1: I think that we all, that made me think about how we, how do you say, um, consume information. Yes. I think I that's see. the key, yeah, I think. I think so too. I feel like, you know, yeah, now we... You know, the music, for example, like algorithm, you know, like nobody knows whose music it is right now on a playlist. And um, that's like, that's pretty dangerous, right? So I think it's like, don't think we all need to kind of be aware, but still not really, um, not that many people are careful about that. Like uh, it's same I thing. Know. I feel like you know, yeah, those like you know, bad fat, you know, yeah, like food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same. Exactly. It's
0: nutrition. Same thing. It's nutrition. Exactly
1: to our heart and soul and our uh, minds. what kind of information you will have it mm-hmm. and uh, intake. And,
0: and this is funny. This is something uh, me and me and Austin have been harping about all summer Mm -hmm. is this kind of informational nutritional value in a sense and how you can really get caught up just having junk information all day yeah you know what I mean and Americans have a proclivity for this you know what I mean you see it with our food and just how that is just set up but there's obviously always externalities as well um it's definitely a very nuanced and complicated uh situation uh in regards to the kind of informational soil in america it's definitely Mm -hmm. uh debased and kind of you know um curated in a sense and uh a lot of people don't have uh the necessary Kind of digital literacy Mm -hmm. now that information is increasingly on the web and increasingly in the hands. And it's free. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's the thing. I feel sometimes we need to be careful with something. Yeah, easy.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like in the hands of gatekeepers who can like contextualize it, frame it, put a narrative on it, spin it. And they're basically information merchants, mm. you know, and they're selling mm. these like informational like drugs and whatnot. People are hooked, you know, and the social media platforms are in on the game. Uh, the journalistic kind of institutions are in the game. Even the schools yeah. are in the game. So it's a very, very complicated uh uh, situation here in the states and i don't i don't want to parse it too much because i think i think that whole <laughs> thing deserves a whole like two hour episode <laughs> That's so true. you know um, oh, yeah. and i really want to talk yeah. about uh for me what kind of is the metaphoric kind of prescription for the year Mm. in what we worked on together for the video of uh formula x Mm -hmm. you know and this is a this is a record that's a part of your album um and we got to work together on a on a video for and i love the name formula x and we just spoke about all of the sort of challenges Mm. before us, uh, not only as artists, but also as global citizens Mm -hmm. of this world, and also as Americans, and also as Japanese Mm -hmm. and Aisian, you know? So um, there's many challenges Mm -hmm. ahead for us, and the sort of theme of this album, is, like, transcendence. But for me, Formula X uh, was the prescription. It was it was the antidote, mm. you know? It was the formula, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, that was, like, why doing this was so sick. And
1: and we made it in the video. We made the formula dumplings Yeah, Yeah, but <laughs> it,
0: was, it was awesome, you know, in the lyrics the lyrics is so like New York chill (laughs) and it's like it it expresses the kind of street grittiness of New York and the resilience of like New York and being a New Yorker but it also has the the transcendent theme of being a cyborg you know made of these various kind of uh artifacts of new york yeah you know that's like heavily influenced by various ethnicities you know so it's like it's like sick because it's like if new york had a cyborg Mm. it would be fueled by formula x you know (laughs) it would that's what it would be it it was sick you know and um but yeah like uh just talk about your kind of vision mm. for formula x yeah um and really what you wanted to convey mm. with that with the track and the video
1: yeah oh <laughs> uh, well thank you for like you know oh, yeah, thinking yeah. about the song oh, like uh, deeply you, i'm really happy to uh, hear that
0: it's, it was so hard for the f- weeks prior To like not get too deep with you because I wanted to do it here, (laughs) and for it to be an interesting conversation. But these are things that I've been thinking about deeply since hanging. Amazing. Observing and really
1: happy, you you know, to have this really uh, catching ball of thoughts really with you. Really (sighs) pleasure.
0: Sick, sick. sick. Um, Oh, it's always a pleasure. Pleasure (laughs) Island. That's true. Oh shit! We are
2: in there.
1: Oh, yeah. I think Formula X. uh, You know, as we've been talking uh, about identity, and uh, I felt about why I'm still here in New York City. I'm not going back to my country yet, and what's my, you know, new identity? You know. I always looking for it, uh because we always need to change our identity with the time mm. that's the thing it's not not like you know okay this is that's it, and I'm gonna live this way mm. for forever Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm.
1: you know what I mean yeah. It's not like that yeah. identity is always changing, and uh, you are free, always free to change it that's the beauty
0: yes yes that's the art right uh that's uh, I, i'm i'm really uh, yeah and this is this is why it was a pleasure to work on this project because um, i think you know today with the concept of identity and mm-hmm. how we discuss it um is it's very narrow yeah. on both sides yeah and i think i think both sides have this abstract understanding of identity as this fixed thing yeah you know and it's really really interesting to hear uh some of the conversations Mm -hmm. at times um because our conception of identity as this fluid thing Mm -hmm. this ever-changing thing that is always evolving and always taking shape and t- t- taking formless, and you know, um, you know, bursting asunder and and being re put together. Uh, I think it's. I think, I think it's just so important. I think so.
1: Know? I feel like if if we are able to change, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, that's what uh, I feel. The yeah, and of change my
0: gracefully exactly you know i think that's the key changing gracefully is is it um and formula x really uh really illustrates that fluidity yeah you know
1: i feel like uh, this you know when i'm in a kind of process of searching what is um the placement between and become the studentship of that place Um, I felt like I kind of need to be apart from the humanity that's the reason I put the AI Mm. you know not human but the AI and rethink about what is humanity Mm.
0: so you need to come out you need to come out the form
1: that's what i feel personally Mm. and yeah
0: and i i find that interesting because it it sounds like you want a meta perspective Mm. before you define humanity you want to be able to have this top-down look at it and well outside yeah at it and it's true it's trueness you know it's honesty you know um and i think that's interesting you know to Mm. think of it as the ai
1: yeah because i don't know i mean i'm not american Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um yeah i'm japanese but i'm a weird japanese because you know i'm not living there i couldn't really fit in the society well Mm -hmm. and uh Oh uh, yeah, I don't know where I am really. I mean, that's the reason I have to find the island of between, right? Mm. Um, but same time, I think, uh, I feel like let's say like from going to two D to three D, we kind of need to have diff- completely different uh, system. Let's say like four G to five G now. It's like, you know, different method, system. So then I was thinking, oh, I kind of need to take off from human being and what's the uh, opposite side of human being, let's say, in a language of 2020. And I feel like AI is such an interesting uh, phenomenon
2: mm. and
1: existence. Wow. And I think... Because of we are having those technology of, of um, creating more AI and that system, we it's able to learn more about human being.
2: Mm.
1: What we can do and what we cannot. What AI cannot do. To me, that's Formula X. AI, something AI are uh, not able to do.
0: Whoa, the essence, the essence. Wow, that's, what it is, you that's know? the formula X is this unique thing that the AI doesn't have.
1: You know what, that's what I felt in this month after we made the video. I was thinking a lot, continuing, what is formula X? To be honest with you, I didn't know exactly what is formula X. But I felt just like I like the world and I am looking for, for Formula X. So I need to write songs. Whoa. That's a whole process, making songs and then making video, all conversation, it's everything is the elements to find the Formula X. We don't need to have the creation uh, as an answer.
0: The process could process. Process. Whoa, Mijo, you're a scientist.
2: Whoa, whoa, really? What? You're a scientist, (laughs) guys. i you're a
0: scientist. Yo. (laughs) Yo, I didn't even. Wow, I didn't even know this was a total endeavor in the improvisational
1: process that's the reason like I'm talking to you for example and I have to write about well you know, my Japanese team people ask me about so Miho what is Formula in you know, X video can you you know write comments about this video so I was writing and I realized like wow and maybe why I put AI in there i have to kind of going back to the you know my past and like rebuild with the time right now so that's the process time travel pretty much
0: yo man wow and
1: we are talking about it yeah you are asking me about what you know why it's in ai in this song I'm speaking about it right now finally because that's something I found from all processes and you are in the process
0: too. Wow. Ah oh, man, that was that was beautiful. Uh yeah, formula x, you know. It's really it's Now, after hearing this, it all makes sense to me what this experience was and why it was needed and why the timing was so beautiful.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, because you you helped me rediscover Mm. what is the essential essence Mm -hmm. and, you know that that's formula x yeah. that process that yeah revelation together, together. Yeah. and that that's what makes it even more transcendent yeah. because it happened together
1: it's much more beautiful to me like oh. you your formula x mm, you know yeah and my formula x and like i mean that's a real diversity you know
0: yes it's viewpoint diversity yeah. it's perspective yeah. diversity that's
1: more fun
0: as but really simply
1: it's more fun
0: it's the collision of mind and spirit beyond the material beyond yeah. the physical yeah formula x I wow feel like
1: we don't i don't know i my process actually i realize i'm just speaking with you right now like yeah, I'm always searching.
0: Yeah, but that's it. What's life? And
1: I always feel actually limitation myself. And that's the reason I love collaborating with the people. Mm. And that's this, your way. This project, it's been really fantastic because you are here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, yeah, those things like, I mean, why? what you feel joy from it, you know, creating something with a friend. That's such a amazing thing, isn't it? Like, you know, think about like, for example, when we in the moment when we die, for example, you know, we think about what you've done in in our life and what's very joyful things. And if we have that joyful moments, it's excellent, right? So that's uh I don't know. I personally feel that those are very my, you know, gems, you know, for my life. Oh
0: man. And it's it's I, I'm glad you said you're always searching. I'm very always mm-hmm. like
1: yeah. I am traveler, I am well uh,
0: You're innately curious.
1: It's uh, yeah, I'm a,
0: I'm a cat. Yeah, you're very you're <laughs> the curious cat. Yeah, I'm. I'm but
1: just a cat. I,
0: I love this. I love this because I fear, mm. uh, there there may be attacks on curiosity today in our culture. And again, I don't know how widespread it is, but I've had instances where there's a proclivity to be apprehensive towards to curious and i find that so rooted in who you are Mm -hmm. is to be curious is to be in this constant searching and this constant forming and asunder and formless and Mm -hmm. back to forming you know this this process and it's really interesting uh one of my favorite poets who's he's chill uh greg greg uh i believe greg ellis Mm -hmm. um he talks about you know when you get a tombstone Mm -hmm. uh when you pass away and it has the year you're born Mm -hmm. and then the dash and then the year Mm -hmm. you perished yeah and um, you know he says that's a real kind of good metaphoric Distillation of how a lot of people live their lives. Yeah, they get born and dash right to death.
2: Man, dash! It's crazy. Wow, that's pretty amazing.
0: It's crazy, you know. So for you, you've consciously made this decision to fill that that in between. You know.
2: Between. Between.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm telling Holy you. Shit.
0: Mio's Formula X. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> but this is Everywhere, the kind of stash. Yeah. Man.
0: Yes. Yeah, that
1: opening my eyes.
0: Yeah, but that's how dash. I've been feeling this whole entire process.
1: Holy shit.
0: And this is why I wanted oh, to deliver god. this episode because I really think that uh, people are just in a dash. <laughs> oh in my that. god, it's a in crazy
1: it. conversation right it, here.
0: It's nuts, oh, but it's it's, it's crazy, you know. You you helped me realize a lot, you know, and uh, many people did uh, this year, um, but. Uh, particularly our relationship you really helped me um uh, bring into accord a lot of what was hard for me to ascertain and mm-hmm. was quite ambiguous as far as how i and un- how i understood it uh conceptually mm. you know but felt mm-hmm. intuitively mm-hmm. um And, yeah, it it was a total transcendent experience um, against the backdrop of this really dissonant and tragic kind of event, you know? So it was really beautiful to me, in a sense. It really highlights the kind of complex beauty of life. Yeah. And... It's the kind of struggle I think my generation Mm. in particular Mm -hmm. uh, has been waiting for Mm -hmm. and needed to understand, you know, what's important.
1: Totally. I will say, like, you know, sometimes I feel um, I was born in a different time.
2: Mm.
1: And I was born too early. Sometimes. <laughs>
0: like, so no, but it's oh it's God. it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Like now, like basically, yeah. you know, my. Hello. It's gone.
0: I just hope I recorded. <laughs> Unplugged a little bit, but keep going. Keep going.
1: Um. Yeah, the uh, sometimes like I see my friend from you know from school, and I get along with their kids more than my friends. <laughs> you know, like, that's <laughs> what you think of, Talking about anime, and like you yeah. know, oh my god. Sometimes that this year my thing is basically okay. So I. I'm an anime nerd, otaku, and, like, I felt, uh, it's, you know, with my age and, like, it's kind of funny to put in that, you know, like, as an anime nerd now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was I that feel kid. like I don't care. <laughs> I just want to be pretty much, like, I the way I kid.
0: am. Yeah, I was that kid. Uh... I was totally that kid growing up. Um, I was so just immersed in sh- shonen anime. <laughs> in particular, <laughs> you know, uh Naruto, Bleach, uh One Piece just captured my imagination, mm. and I didn't realize it until I grew into my 20s, but all of those kind of shown in animes are just you know various retellings of what the west calls the hero's journey mm. and it's all of those shows you know and i know within internet culture shown in is kind of like nah, you know it's like the kind of cartoony bubbly kind of anime or manga uh, different than the kind of less uh, uh different than the kind of more cerebral right. animes or whatnot but i think they just had such transcendent yeah, messages yeah i love shonen
1: it. anime
0: yeah i love it As you know nauto Naruto was formative for me mm. and i don't care what people you know think of the anime itself but it just was so formative Mm. about my conception of friendship and what it means to have bonds yeah and what those bonds mean and how can and how they can yield a tremendous reservoir Mm. of just spiritual power within yourself yeah yeah you know what i mean and Naruto was my first distilling of that message, mm. you know, and it really, really, really taught me uh, how to confront, you know, and really be accountable for the dark side of yourself, yeah, and not to delude yourself of oh, its really. of its of its existence, yeah. You know, I
1: think like I'm, I'm, you know, I am watching anime. Of course it's fun to watch too but same time I'm watching f- objectively as well mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm. storytelling and there's a really amazing actually uh, writer Joseph Campbell of course and like you know, He's about a hero's yeah, yeah talking about the mythology. Yeah, and so that's mm-hmm. something like made me always He's, think about it.
0: Yeah, his book was what made me realize yeah. that Naruto, Bleach, mm-hmm. all of these animes, all of these shonen animes are retelling of the hero's journey. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's it was so profound. It's a spiritual journey. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. you yeah. know. And it's funny because. I first got exposed to these concepts from the East, yeah. you know, from the East and here it was. And it's very prominent. Mm. This idea of the hero's journey is mm-hmm. very prominent within the Western canon. And this is something we have shared East West, yeah. you know, and I think that's beautiful because it is something that was formative for my conception of myself and how i engage yeah with the the reality of being
1: totally i think that's a it's so amazing you know i'm happy to talk about this because like yeah all joseph campbell thing yeah, mythology and actually yeah glissant resume. Mm. you know
2: mm-hmm. root.
0: yes
1: that's connecting right connecting,
0: there connecting yeah 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 and it's it's just crazy it's amazing you know um this all was beautiful you know if if i just wanted to give people mm. a definition mm. of what formula x is <laughs> and what this album is yeah um i'm just going to send them this episode you know yeah cuz this was that would be this amazing was awesome you know um but yeah i promised i'd keep these uh relatively tamed so uh we'll end it here uh this this discourse this little dialogue between us is definitely going to be ongoing because there's so much more to worry we are
1: still having this process yeah
0: exactly you know and and it's important to keep doing it you know and 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 keep nurturing it and see what can grow out of it and how expansive it could get yeah um, and how we could share it um you know this is this is one of the many ways that we've shared yeah you know um formula x you know outside of the video the music you know just a real conception of what it means and what it all encapsulates uh I thought this episode was good. It was a great chat. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: my God. That was so much fun. Thank you, Woods. Ah,
0: thank you, Mio. Thank
1: it you. means a lot for me. Ah, it means a lot <laughs> for me too. It'll be it Christmas a gift.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, my mom is coming. My oh, mom is mom calling. Up. So in this episode, guys, uh, thanks for listening.
2: Thank you.